I'm Chanel Scott, the queen of relationship talk. I'm Josh Powell, two-time NBA champion. I've journeyed from trauma to healing. From the NBA to family, I've learned what really matters. We've come together to unlock the secrets of successful relationships. One conversation at a time. One conversation at a time. Welcome to Relationships Matter, the podcast. I'm Chanel Scott. And I am Josh Powell. And we have a special guest, Q Parker with 112. We're so happy to have you here. Pleasure's mine. Pleasure's mine. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm just elated to be here and have this, engage in this, this, mm-hmm. uh, this dialogue, this mm-hmm. conversation with y'all. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I've had an opportunity to watch several videos of yours as you document your journey, you know, from the time when the group was like crazy off the charts and some of your experiences in your personal relationship up until today, right? And you talk about some of the experience you had, and I want you to touch on that, but I want to focus more so on the healing journey. Like what did you guys do as a couple? Charlinda, your wife, Mm -hmm. what did you and Charlinda do as a couple to navigate that journey to get to where you are today? Absolutely. Um, Very, very good question. Uh, Before I do anything, Mm -hmm. uh, Hey, babe. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to my wife, uh, mm-hmm. Charlinda. We just uh, celebrated 21 years. Wow. That's awesome. And uh, I always say that uh, there's no way you can amass such a, a um, accomplishment without, without some peaks and valleys. Absolutely. And uh, our journey to 21 years has been nothing short of that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I believe that entering into this industry, I really had no idea what adulthood was going to present to me. Mm-hmm. And when you enter into the entertainment industry as a teenager, you're really put in the fast lane. Like you put in the HOV lane and it's just like, go, 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 go. And a lot of times during that, you stuff is coming so fast mm-hmm. that you're not really paying attention to the levels of growth. And um, you end up getting into some things that may not be for the the best benefit to you. Right. And um, I always say that getting married at age 26, mm-hmm. um, while I was still growing into myself, uh, riding the highs of the entertainment industry and what it puts in front of you, I don't really, I know that I wasn't ready for a full commitment such as marriage mm-hmm. when I said, yes, I want you to be my wife. Right. Uh, and it wasn't anything about any pressure or anything. My wife is four years older than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was no pressure or anything. However, I come from a mother-father household. Right. Uh, my mother and father been together 50-some years. Wow. Um, and so I I know that no matter how I navigated my adulthood, mm-hmm. I know that my end goal was going to be marriage with mm-hmm. children and all that because that's mm-hmm. what I grew up around. So mm-hmm. no matter what, how I navigated life, right. I knew eventually that was going to be gonna my end game. Yes. And so when I met Charlinda, um, we dated for two and a half years okay. and um, I found myself at a jewelry store and I asked her to marry me um, because I just felt like that was the next thing to do. Mm-hmm. But if I could do it all over again, I don't know if I would have done it at that age mm-hmm. because I'm still trying to figure myself out. And I've kind of concluded that I personally don't believe that a man is really ready to make that kind of a commitment mm-hmm. until maybe mid-30s um, okay. because 
Uh, in my case, I could have prevented my wife and myself and our families from going through a whole lot of tears and mm-hmm. anguish and bitterness mm-hmm. and having to recover and reconcile and forgive and all of that be- mm-hmm. just because of my immaturity and wasn't really, really uh, ready to embrace mm-hmm. what leader, father, head of the household, husband, what all of that entail. Okay. Well, I what I would like to know first, so even though you say you wasn't ready, mm-hmm. there was something significant about Charlinda that made you go to that jury store. Yeah. Talk a little bit about that. So, as I said earlier, when you're in the ent- entertainment industry, it puts you in the fast lane. Mm-hmm. And so, at the time, I'm in my, er- my early 20s, and I just didn't feel like, I didn't feel like a female my age really had anything in common with me. Simply because my lifestyle was just in the fast lane. So you preferred someone older. That was I didn't know I didn't know at the time. Okay. But it ended up being that because what she may have lacked in experience, Mm -hmm. she'd been on this earth four years longer than me. And so we just kind of met um where there was um similarity, there was you know, high level of interest. Mm-hmm. It didn't get boring because, mm-hmm. you know, she she was dropping game on me too. <laughs> you know, as an OG, she was dropping games on me, you know, teaching me things that I just right. didn't know that was a requirement mm-hmm. when you're for officially like going steady, like when you're officially dating somebody, like, mm-hmm. no, you got to do this. You got to do this. Oh, for real? I ain't know that. But what's, I mean, what's one or two, one or two of the things that, that she dropped on you? So when I met Charlinda, uh, our daughter at the time, she was nine years old. Just for clarity, I don't really do stepchildren and none of that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're together. That's my child. Mm-hmm. So uh, our oldest, Khadija, was nine years old. And the first thing that kind of piqued my interest was Charlinda was like, don't call my house after nine o'clock because my daughter and I, we're in the bed and Whatever you want to do, it has to be before nine o'clock. Mm. That was different to me because nobody has ever said that to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm Q Parker. Like, mm-hmm. when I call, you answer the phone. When yeah. I want to go somewhere, we going. Mm-hmm. But she was like, and I think her experience right. made her give her, gave her the space to be able to make that type of a mandate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just it's other little things that um like she just she had this motherly quality about herself. Uh, that she weren't really with no BS. Mm-hmm. She was very astute with what she wanted to do, how things were going to go. And I, I had to either get in line with it or don't call her phone. Mm-hmm. And again, that was different to me, but it was just so intriguing to me. It just kept me coming back to the yard. Like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's powerful, bro. Um, you talked about 21 years of, of marriage. Mm-hmm. Talk about 21 years of growth. Yeah. Talk about what that looked like when you look back at your younger self to where you are now at this moment. When I look back, the first thing is I'm grateful that she had the patience Mm. um, to give me the space to grow and mature. Because the Q Parker in the mid-20s was just all about career, all about, you know, what I wanted and mm-hmm. what I needed. Uh, sidebar, I read this book, uh, Dr. Kunjufu, he, he, he itemizes and he, he talks about the three stages of manhood. Um, 
boyhood, male, malehood, boyhood, and manhood. Mm-hmm. Malehood is just gender-based. The anatomy says that you are a male. Boyhood phase is when you, you go through life feeling like the world owes you. Mm-hmm. What can I get from you? Mm-hmm. Serve me. It's all about me. But then manhood is that ultimate achievement where it's about legacy. It's about respect. It's about integrity. Mm-hmm. It's about generational wealth. It's about coverage, covering, protection, provision. It's about all those things. And, and what he states in the book that a lot of men even fail to get to manhood stage because they're stuck in the boyhood stage. Mm-hmm. Still, what can you give to me? And so I appreciate Charlinda having the patience with me to allow me to uh, get my priorities uh, intact. In, in and so... But to answer the question, how do we get here? I think, uh, as I said, it's patience. It is learning how to be compatible. Mm-hmm. It is it's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, being a surveyor, keeping your surveillance cameras on. Because mm-hmm. I think that every so many years, individuals change. And if you're not paying attention, you'll miss out on that, on that adjustment. Mm-hmm. What I liked as a 30-year-old, may be totally different than what I like as a 35-year-old. Right. But if you're not paying attention and you miss it, you're thinking that this is what I need, but you still, you're still in the five years ago guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we've been, we've been able to do that. Uh, communication, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just being real. Uh, being honest. Mm-hmm. Not being afraid to be vulnerable. Um, and being just an, an ultimate teammate, which is something that, uh, it's just embedded in me mm-hmm. uh, playing sports as a as a as a kid, but also being in a group, um, having to rely on your brother mm-hmm. and being the ultimate teammate. Well, mm-hmm. I look at marriage um, as one of these teams that I'm a part of, mm-hmm. and if I do my job, we as a team become successful. Mm-hmm. If she does her job, it contributes to the success that we'll have as a team. I heard you mention the word compatibility, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, in the industry, you come across, I mean, a number of beautiful women who you mm-hmm. may have great chemistry with. Mm-hmm. But what was it in terms of compatibility? Because chemistry and compatibility are two different things, yeah. right? And you say you and your wife had the compatibility. Mm-hmm. Talk more about that because I don't think people recognize that there is a difference. We can have chemistry, but when we get into it, there is no compatibility. It's mm-hmm. not going anywhere. Yeah. People often ask, you know, what's the one thing that a relationship must have? And many times people immediately go to communication, Mm -hmm. not negating that communication is very important and a necessity. But I always start with compatibility Mm -hmm. because if I'm compatible with somebody, I want to talk to them. Mm -hmm. If I'm compatible with somebody, Mm -hmm. I want to be around them. Mm -hmm. If I'm compatible with somebody, we can kick it. Mm -hmm. We can also do business. We can have fun. We can laugh. We can do all those things. And so compatibility is always the first thing that I that I look at, I look for. Uh, I think chemistry sometimes is instant. Compatibility mm-hmm. has more of a longstanding um, wrong. It has some elasticity with it, mm-hmm. whereas chemistry can just be instantly, instant, yes. and then it can kind of fade away. But I think when you are compatible with each other, mm-hmm. you have room to adjust, grow, be flexible, have that elasticity. Because in a relationship... You got to be able to be willing to be stretched and, you know, pulled to the carpet, you know, um, challenged, pushed, motivated, encouraged, affirmed, all of those things. Mm-hmm. So right. you said 
a lot of very powerful things. But when we come back, I want to ask you, do you feel safe enough to be who Q is in his marriage? When we get back, Relationships Matter, the podcast. Welcome back to Relationships Matter Podcast. So guys, before we get back into this interview with Q Parker, I want to remind you all to like, subscribe, and share on all your favorite podcast platforms. But I want to get back into it with you, Q. So before we went to break, Josh was asking you, how do you feel safe being Q Parker? And Josh, I'm going to let you, you know, give context to that question. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because first and foremost, like to to have the longevity, no matter how pretty or ugly or anything, like to to fight for somebody. Mm-hmm. Just is I think this is beautiful that, you know, you and your wife made such a commitment. But oftentimes I've heard, been a part of conversations and the list goes on where even though people are together, they feel like they can't be who they are. Mm-hmm. And you spoke about, you know, being open, honest, transparent. Like you spoke about all these things. So I just wanted you to elaborate, you know, can Q be who he is with his wife in his marriage? I think one of the first things we have to do, great question too. I think one of the first things we have to do is there is no prototype. Mm. I have been able to say to Charlinda, Q and Charlinda, we're going to create and develop our story. Not based off of how mom and daddy did it. Not yeah. grandmama and them. That's good. Not society. Yeah. You know, get rid of all of that. There's no prototype. There's no standard. We can create and live in this marriage how we decide to, to do that. But that comes with time. You know, you can't just show up day one mm-hmm. and it's like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. You can't. We don't do that. Um, but I think over time, you get to really, really learn and know a person. Like, there are things that Charlinda knows I'm just not going to stand for. Certain things she knows, ah, Q don't really care about that, so that's good. And vice versa. But you get through, you get there in time. Mm-hmm. And to specifically answer your question, I can only be Q Parker. And I think my wife is at a point right now where she knows I'm going to be me. And being me is still with a mindset of, you know, making sure that it's respectful, mm-hmm. making sure that my words land gently. Um, I always say that, you know, be careful. Uh, I say take a beat before you speak because if you really care about somebody, you got to make sure it hit their ears in a delicate way. Even if it's a tough conversation, still worded in a way where it can land with love. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I can honestly say that I am my 100 percent authentic self mm-hmm. um, but then again if something new comes and there's a new thing that I'm into a new thing that I desire or I want it's a conversation and whether she agrees with it or not we'll have the conversation um, and we'll figure out a way to still get to me what I'm asking for mm-hmm. may not be one through five she may give me one three three and a half but it's never just a no and the same for me. And so, yeah, I can be my authentic self. I'm vulnerable enough with my honesty so that when she hears it, she receives it in a way that I know my husband wouldn't ask or want to 
investigate this or invest in this or whatever the case may be, if it wasn't something that he really, really wanted to do. And because of that, um, she takes it as such. And so do I. You know, what else was, was powerful, too, is that, you know, you started off by also telling us the longevity that your parents have had. So mm-hmm. it's like they they paved the way. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you still said me and my wife have to do this our way. Yes. I feel like a lot of times, just my opinion, you know, we always equate people being together as like, oh, they're happy. They've been together 50 years. Like, you yeah. have no idea. And, and you don't know <laughs> what trauma, mm-hmm. what behaviors, you know, what thought processes have been passed down. Man. So for you to say, you know what, even though I have this example, but I'm still going to structure this the way me and my wife are going to, mm-hmm. that's powerful because yeah. we have to be able to to decipher. So I thought that mm-hmm. was great. I think that's I think that's the first road to failure mm-hmm. when you're trying to live your relationship or situation based off of how someone is that I, I'll never forget one time, uh, and I have many stories, man, but one time Shar and I was uh, we we had gotten into an argument and um a disagreement. <laughs> A colorful <laughs> disagreement. <laughs> and uh, a very, very good friend of ours, she mentioned, well, let's call such and such. We need a third party. And I would always wow. say, no, let's not do that because we need to put that tool in our bag too. Mm-hmm. If there's a if there's a roadblock, how can we navigate through it? Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily need a third party. It ain't even that serious yet. Now, if we feel like we need a professional mediator, then obviously, yes. But just on some day-to-day stuff, no. Let me hear you out. You hear me out. Let's come to an agreement, even if we agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. But we don't need to enlist in somebody else and bring somebody else into our relationship when we can actually develop this tool, Mm -hmm. sharpen this tool. And so going forward, we will know that this tool is in our backpack. Mm -hmm. This is a part of our kit now. Yep. We have conflict resolution. We have figured that part out. Tomorrow going to present a whole nother something that we need to sharpen that tool and put that tool in our bag too. And so again, uh, another good friend of ours said, stay underwater. In your relationship, stay underwater. You notice how when you go swimming, right, and you put your head underwater, you can't hear anything outside. Mm-hmm. Then when you finally come from under the water, you hear all the chaos. Mm-hmm. And so he planted that into our relationship during some of our roughest, toughest times. Focus on each other. Keep your head underwater. Yep. And that's what we were able to do. That's powerful. Where did you learn that communication style? Because, you know, earlier you did mention, like, man, I'm cute. Like, <laughs> you ain't answering the phone when I'm calling. Like, you ain't moving. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody done had that moment. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, Know who I am? I'm I'm like, what's happening? Right. You feel me? So, where did you learn? Where did you learn that type of communication and and to be able to be patient with somebody else to listen to them? You know what I'm saying? Articulate their thoughts. You know, because I liked her. Mm. I liked her a lot, and okay. I knew in order for me to get through, I was going to have to calm down a little bit. Because she was like that Q Parker stuff. That can stop at the door. Gotcha. You're not going to be that dude when you come, when we together. I get that's what you do and that's who you are out there. But if you want this to progress, 
you, you need to leave that guy, the performer, out there. Wow. And I liked her enough to say, you know okay. what? I'm I'm willing to do that. That's big because so many people still will follow the performer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have no problems with it because they enjoy the perks. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some other practical principles that you guys have implemented in your relationship that you could share with some of the viewers? You've named quite a few mm-hmm. already, but just things that you guys implemented in your relationship that helped you get over whatever difficulties you were experiencing. Because, I mean, just the idea of, like, we know your story. I hate to go back mm-hmm. to the past, but, like, sure. navigating through infidelity mm-hmm. and getting to a place where she could actually trust you again. Yeah. What did that look like? And that's like that's, like, one of the toughest... That's like one of the toughest things to overcome. You know, they talk about hills and mo hills and all that peaks and valleys, but climbing the road from infidelity is like climbing Mount Everest. I'm telling you. <laughs> you got to be built for it. Goodness. Wow. You got to be built for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it matters to you, you'll fight. And uh, you will become... Um, Committed to the process. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a process. I'm a, I'm a huge Alabama Crimson Tide fan, and Coach Saban always talks about the process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a process because you're right. When you've broken the trust, it's not that she don't love you no more, or it's not that he don't love you no more. It's just becoming a person that can be trusted again, and that's not an overnight thing. Mm-hmm. Rebuilding trust is not overnight. It's 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 a real marathon, and I know many people will quit because they feel like, man, it's been two years. You still mad, man? Get over it already. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forget uh, a therapist said to me one time because I was that guy too. Mm-hmm. Man, I've been straight in there for two <clears throat> years. Like you still mad? Like. And he was like, Q, you, you can't rush her healing process. Mm-hmm. All you can do is just continue showing up every day. Uh, but also, what he also said was, if the two of you are going to commit to this reconcile, mm-hmm. both of y'all got to commit. And so society says that it's the offender who has to do all the work. Mm-hmm. But the offended also has work to do as well. Absolutely. And us getting back on the right road is not just a one-sided commitment. Right. We have to commit. And so that word, I'm going to do the work. Mm-hmm. But So my biggest hurdle was doing the work mm-hmm. to, to show up every day mm-hmm. that I could be the man that she vowed to be with. Mm-hmm. But her work was, you got to really exercise that tough word forgiveness Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and really accept it and live in it. And that was one of our biggest hurdles. But the moment that we decided that, you know what, give me your hand, I'm going to give you my hand and we're going to walk this road to recovery Mm -hmm. together and not just, what you going to do for me today, Q? What you going to do for me today, Q? And in the beginning, it kind of started that way. Mm -hmm. And I think we were slowly making headwaves. Mm-hmm. But the moment that she committed to her responsibility mm-hmm. of recovery, that's when we were able to move at a little faster pace. And I think that is ultimately 
how we were able to get through that season. And I'm glad you spoke about that. But when we come back, we're going to ask you about the biggest relationship in his life, which is with himself. On Relationships Matter, the podcast. Relationships Matter. Welcome back to Relationships Matter, the podcast. So before we went to break, Josh asked you a question about your relationship with self. Talk mm-hmm. more about that. Man. I'm in love with myself. (laughs) Man, I love the way I eat. I love the way I uh, put emphasis on health. I love how I um, have made it a priority to have Uh, Mm self-care. And I love how I have um, set boundaries when it comes to me, my time, and what I need for me. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I realized that as a provider and a person who is in a role to protect and do all of those things, I'm no good to nobody if I'm no no good to myself. Mm-hmm. So, wife, you should support me when I say, hey, I need a day just to myself because you, the children, everybody going to benefit when I come back in this house mm-hmm. in a great mood. If I'm stressed, if I'm weighted, the whole house going to be heavy, stressed, and weighted. Mm-hmm. I realized that I'm the heartbeat of my house, my home, and my family. And as I go, we go. When dad's in a good mood, we're going to go out here. We're going to eat good. We're going to laugh good. We're going to have fun good. We're going to do all that. Mm-hmm. But when, when husband and when pops a little stressed, we ain't doing none of that. <laughs> like, I need somebody to help. And so, mm-hmm. um, I just, I've just learned that in order for me to be what I need to be to my tribe, I got to make sure I take care of me because I would hate for my tribe to need something from me and I'm no good because I haven't done the work to make sure I can show up when I'm needed to show up. That's powerful. For, for the men that are watching, give us like three things on... Mm-hmm what you feel are good self-care that somebody that's watching and then give us three boundaries that you feel are important. Sure. Two to three. You know what I'm saying? So, So, man, um, 2016, I started a men's organization, Brothers United of Atlanta. And um, we do a Monday morning prayer call, meditation call. And then once a month, we meet at Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Metro Atlanta. And it's really, man, just an open forum where men just come, motivate, encourage, just love on each other, be vulnerable, um, all of that. But it was established because the first thing I'm going to say is men need an outlet. Yes. We cannot internalize everything. We have to be outward with because that's one of the reasons why a lot of our men are falling into a deficit. They're stressed waited, trying to save the world and just don't ever externalize things. And so I would say, um, for me, I love reading. Uh, I love having days, man, where I go get my nails done, facial, massage, steam room, um, and just be to myself for about five or six hours. Um, another thing that I love is, is, uh, camaraderie, yeah. uh, male-to-male camaraderie. 
um, there's a thing that I realize that is really, really important to men, and that's male-to-male affirmation. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, men put so much weight on when their women, when their wives affirm them. And to no disregard, we need that. And we appreciate how a woman could really energize us and say, baby, you got it. Go get go get that deal. Go close that deal. You, you can see you, you're dope. You're this, you're that. Mm-hmm. Love that. But it also means a whole lot my brother says, Q, man, that was good, man. No, you did that. The reason why that hits a little differently is because he knows what it's like to walk in the shoes of a man. Mm -hmm. And so when we accomplish something, he knows what it took to accomplish that. And so that male-to-male affirmation is just as vital to our survival as the woman affirming us. That male-to-male affirmation is good. So that's a necessity. Um, some boundaries um, is not compromising on those necessities. Yeah. That's the yeah. main thing. Um, and primarily because if you don't take the time to take care of you, you can't take care of nobody else. Mm-hmm. And I just think so many men are living in that right now, which is why if I, if you're not a part of Brothers United of Atlanta, find a men's organization that you can be a part of to get some of this stuff off of you or to hear some men um, excited about having a pamper day or having a day where I just was kicking it with my homies and didn't have to worry about it. Wife went on my phone all night, went hounding me, what time you coming home? No, no, no. Just allowing me to have my time with my guys so that I can be recharged, so I can be um, affirmed, so I can be supported and motivated and encouraged and even, you know, see some examples of some stuff that I want to accomplish because I'm seeing one of my um, one of my other brothers um, living and operating in that. How can men join Brothers Are United Atlanta? Yeah, it's, uh, well, Brothers United uh, Brothers United Atlanta mm-hmm. um, dot org. Okay. Um, our social media is just Brothers United ATL. Mm-hmm. And um, once you're there, there's no membership, there's no nothing. It's just mm-hmm. come. Mm-hmm. Just come as you are. Leave the initials, what car you drive, how much money you make. Leave all that out the door because mm-hmm. none of that matters. Mm-hmm. What are, what are, um, how do you feel men can view themselves or feel valued? outside of protect and provide because you're in a space too where it's like we we got to put this you know machismo and we got to carry ourselves a certain way because you talked about the deficit you talked about we're stressed and and basically our life expectancy Mm -hmm. is going down To the man again that's watching, and for the women too, to to hear, what what does that look like? Because a lot of times, most men we feel like our value is only in what we can do for either our woman, or our kids, mm-hmm. or or you know our families, or our communities. So, you know, talk about that. I think we come into this game misdirected and misled. Yeah. Because as early as I can remember, and a lot of us can remember, we're taught to be hard. We're taught, don't cry. Are you okay? Get up. Don't be vulnerable. That's a, 
We're taught all of those things. Mm-hmm. However, that's when we shine the most. That's mm-hmm. when we are the strongest. Yeah. When we show that we're weak. We show that we're powerful when we can shed tears. Mm-hmm. At some point, we have to get rid of all of those stereotypes. Get rid of all of those old teachings because a lot of us have sons. Yeah. And our sons are not going to be good for themselves, yeah. for no woman, for their children, if they're still subjected to that way of thinking. I love for my son to see me cry. If something affects me that much that I need to shed tears, they're going to come because I want him to understand that that's okay. If I'm hurt, I want to express that I'm hurt. If something has bothered me, I'm I'm the I am the example in which my son is going to live his life. And so if I don't want to perpetuate all of these bad teachings, I got to live in those. And so I think that's the first thing that we have to identify that those words that were put into us are just misleading because we are the total opposite from from that. We're our best selves when we are sensitive, when we are vulnerable when we are delicate, mm-hmm. when we are gentle, <clears throat> when we lead with love and right. not aggression. Yeah. Now, it doesn't mean that we, we shouldn't have that in our kit mm-hmm. either, but it shouldn't be the first thing that show up. Yeah. And especially if these men have daughters. Yeah. You want to be able to show them that, no, your man should be able to operate in all of these qualities. They're in them. Just hadn't been tapped into because society has said you're judged by how hard you are. So I think we got to get rid of that. No, that's powerful. But when we get back, Q, because we know (laughs) when we talk about society, when we talk about our OGs, we talk about all these people, these influences, folks that raise us. I want to know how you were able to break that because it's not easy for many men to want to break that cycle, mm-hmm. considering the teachings and where you get them from. So when we come back, that's my question for Mr. Q Parker. And y'all are tuned in to Relationships Matter, the podcast. Welcome back to Relationships Matter podcast. So Q, talk to us about how you unlearned and relearned how to like balance like manage your own family dynamic over against maybe certain things that you learned growing up. Mm -hmm. How did you implement new ways of doing, you know, doing life? Yeah. So during the time of trying to win my family back, not just my wife, but my family, Mm -hmm. I realized that I didn't have a go-to person Mm -hmm. that I could just talk to. Mm. And one of the tricks of the enemy is, for men, is feeling like you're on an island by yourself. Mm-hmm. That's how the enemy win, because you keep, in, you keep everything inside. And so I realized right then and there that I needed somebody to talk to. Mm-hmm. But then also, um, my son was born. And I knew that I did not want to instill in him things that would prevent him from really, really maximizing who he is supposed to be. 
I knew that he was watching me. And so when I had to reclaim my family, um, I sat him down and I had a conversation. Hey, yo, <coughs> dad didn't do what he was supposed to do. However, I'm going to show you that I'm going to commit to winning the family back. And so just in that lesson right there, he sees my dad is my hero. But dang, my dad messed up. Mm-hmm. Wow. My dad committed to fighting and getting the family back. Wow, my dad is present. And so regardless of what I was taught all those years prior to this season in my life, I had to figure out what is the best for me. And I was able to deduce that it wasn't the stuff that I had been taught mm-hmm. all these years because a lot of those things that I was taught was the single man, mm-hmm. um, the ego, the pride. I was stuck in that boyhood mm-hmm. stage. Mm-hmm. You know, What can the world give to me? And um, I realized that in this vehicle with me, is my wife, my children, my family. And it's up to me to navigate us to safety. And not only am I going to navigate to safety, but my children are actually in the backseat watching every stop, every yield, every lane shift, mm-hmm. every landmark. And so I'm just hoping that you know they'll pass that on to their children because... I witnessed my dad do X, Y, Z. And then hopefully my grandchildren are saying, yo, my GP was thorough because he was able to navigate properly Mm -hmm. and get us all into a safe space. How important is mentorship? (laughs) Mentorship is absolutely necessary. I came across a bit of piece of information, I think maybe like last year. Mm -hmm. Do you know that in certain countries, mentor is not even a word? Mm-hmm. It's not even a word in certain countries. <clears throat> mentor was created because of the lack of fathers in the household. Mm-hmm. And in other countries, their percentage of fathers not being in the household it's is great, is higher than it is in America. And so if you talk to somebody in foreign countries, they might need him. They will know what the word means today because it's a word that's so often used. Mm-hmm. But years ago, before mentor became the word, they probably wouldn't have even known what the word meant because fathers are apparent in their in their homes. Mm-hmm. And so, what do we do in our country, in our world, where uh, there's a lack and there's an absence of men? Mm-hmm. Now the village is really raising the child. Yeah. You need. Mr. Man, Mr. Smith on the corner mm-hmm. to try to, you know, no, tighten up, young man. Nah, you don't need to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so mentorship is critical. I mentioned earlier today that uh, on this on this interview that um, my organization, Brothers United of Atlanta, is partners with Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Metro Atlanta. And big shout out to my brother, Kwame Johnson, who is the CEO of BBBS um, with a mission to pair littles with bigs mm-hmm. because there's so many littles on the waiting list just for a mentor. And so yeah. everybody that's a part of Brothers United because of our partnership, it's almost a requirement for you to become a big, to register to become a big because there's so many young men and young girls that are on the waiting list 
needing a big and having the right mentor could really set a child who was on a wrong path to right in that path and becoming you know, accomplished uh, and in some cases life life saving uh, relationships. So I think mentorship in our country and in our community mm-hmm. is so critical, man, to the success and or failure, even life and death in a lot of cases mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when it comes to our children and our communities. No, that's big. What does um, what does success look like to you? Just kind of shifting gears, real quick. Man, success looks like health. <clears throat> I'm on a mission, man. I'm 47 years old, and I'm trying to defy what 47 look like, what 48 look and feel mm-hmm. like, what 49 gonna look like. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, I got I got quotes for days for you. <laughs> but man, I, I heard this. Uh, one of my mentors told me. He said. When you're born, you look like your parents. But when you die, you look like your choices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've heard that. And so I can look at the choices that I'm making today and know that whenever my day is called, man, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna be a handsome, I'm gonna be fit, <laughs> I'm gonna be in shape. Yes, sir. Yes, I'm a, sir. My skin gonna be nice and yeah. glowing, my <clears throat> teeth gonna be right. Like I'm, I'm trying to keep my hair, but you know, <laughs> doing the best I can with what I got, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, man, just I think health, man, because if I'm healthy, I got the energy to go out here and get money. If I'm healthy, man, I got the strength to go and be um, um, committed and consistent mm-hmm. with whatever it is. If I'm healthy, man, my mind is sharp <laughs> so I can continue being a serial entrepreneur. Because I'm a, such a creative man. I'm thinking of, of ideas and businesses all day. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm not healthy, all of that stop. If I'm healthy, man, I can move. I can I can rock. I can do all of these things. I can be active for my grandbaby, right? And I got two grandchildren on the way. Mm-hmm. Um, Congrats. And so for me, it's legacy and it's health, man. Without our health, man, we don't got, we don't, we don't have anything. And, and I... I'm committed to, God willing, I'm going to see 90 years old or better. That's refreshing. I know it. I'm going to see 90 or better. Yeah, that's refreshing to hear another man talk about health. Absolutely. Because I, I, from my perspective, like when I look at social media, you know, when I'm in the circles that I'm in, and I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but, you know, we're, we're in a day and age of that grind mentality, right? You can you can uh, sleep when you die, mm. you know what I'm saying. But to hear you say, "I get my toes done, I get my my nails done, I, I get facials," you know what I mean. I'm concerned about what I eat, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Getting rest, making sure I work out, taking care of my body, all of these different things that the traditional man just doesn't think about. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying because. In a sense, it's like we really don't matter in our homes, in our communities, to our families, to our friends, because if you don't have a bag, you can't talk to me. You yeah. can't even be in this circle. <laughs> so I just I had to like address that because you're speaking about a lot of things when you talk about self-care. I hope that doesn't go over 
whoever's going to watch this because it is important, not just for men, but for women too. Period. It's, it's important because mm-hmm. like you said, we can't function on an empty cup. And I got a real big question for you. As soon as we get back, Relationships Matter, the podcast. I love doing that, Q. Welcome back to Relationships Matter, the podcast. So before we went to break, Josh said he had to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. But before we get to his question, what I would like for you to do is So relationships are evolving, right? Mm -hmm. What is one piece of advice because you fought for your relationship, right? You come, it's a different generation now. There's no Mm -hmm. longevity in relationships today. People get into a fight. Next thing you know, they get in a divorce. Mm -hmm. We see it on social media all the time. What is one piece of advice that you can offer this new generation or even someone in the same position as you are in terms of industry or, you know, a musician or an Mm -hmm. artist, because so many things are moving so fast nowadays, mm-hmm. I would say be patient. Be patient and, you know, do all your research, you know, go through all the scenarios. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Really take the time to practically research and do your due diligence mm-hmm. with the person. And allow them to do it with you as well. So that before you make such a committed decision, mm-hmm. you feel really, really good about mm-hmm. who you are about to enter into this agreement with. And so I'd say be patient and allow the dating process to really, really talk to you. Because right. you look at it, dating is a, pur- is a purpose for dating. Because you want to figure out who this person is and all of that. Yeah, I was going to say, go into that, the purpose, because some people don't know. Yeah. Some people just think it's it's time to have fun. Like nah, they date without man. intention. Mm-mm. Courting and dating, I think it became a thing just so that you can do all of your due diligence to, to, to figure out or to have a clear view of, is this somebody that I want to invest my time mm-hmm. um, and my, my lifetime, my 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 energy, my everything mm-hmm. with. And um, throughout the dating process, you will eventually get some signs, good or bad, mm-hmm. if this is the person that... And you'll never 100% know, mm-hmm. but I think that the dating process is it's best when you have patience and when you allow those things and those feelings to develop uh, organically. Okay. That's powerful, bro. If you could save yourself from yourself, what would be the conversation that you would have with yourself 20 years ago? Man, that's... I see why you asked that last. (laughs) I see what you did there. Um, I would say to myself 20 years ago, patience. I would give myself the same advice Mm -hmm. that I just gave you. Mm. Um, Because in giving myself patience, I would not have rushed into marriage. Um, 
I'm very grateful that Charlinda and I have just celebrated this past August 21 years. But I can honestly say of the 21 years, maybe 13, 12 or 13 of those years have been good years. And so maybe if you add to my 26-year-old self getting married, eight years, I would have been 34. Um, which is a lot, to me, a better age to kind of make that type of a decision because at 26, I'm in the heart of my rise in celebrity, you know, records on the chart. We're traveling everywhere. Um, so much is being thrown at us. Um, and so I would tell my younger self, patience, because had I utilized some patience and allowed the dating process to really do what it was designed to do, I probably would have waited a few years. And, you know, some people are looking at this will maybe say, oh, that's bad, man. You're saying that you you wouldn't have got married. I'm not saying that I wouldn't have. And I'm not saying that I wouldn't have even got married to Charlinda. I just know that a 34-year-old Q Parker would have been better suited to fulfill the commitment of marriage than the 26-year-old Q Parker. No, that's, that's powerful, brother. Um... One more thing before I go into my spiel. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't mind, uh, I think this camera right behind me. Sure. Uh, because you did say that you just celebrated um, 21 years uh, last month, correct? Mm-hmm. If you could open your heart and share your soul with your wife mm-hmm. and let her know how you feel about it. Absolutely. So I am Q Parker, and uh, my wife is the lovely, beautiful Charlinda Parker. And um, here it is, just coming off of celebrating our 21st uh, year anniversary. I just want to say that I love you, and um, I really appreciate you being you being patient with me. You know, oftentimes they say women grow up a whole lot faster and mature a whole lot faster than men. And even in my immaturity, you you exuded immense patience um, to allow me to grow into the man that uh, you always envisioned um, me to be. You had you had confidence that I could do this way before I did. And so I know we don't get 20, we don't get to 21 years without you being patient and without you showing up. And um, I just, I appreciate you for who you are. Um, how you affirm, how you have been an ultimate partner. Um, thank you for our beautiful children and our grandchild and our two new babies, new grandchildren that are on the way. And um, I love you so much. That's awesome, brother. And as expected, <laughs> Mr. Parker, one thing that I definitely uh, feel is extremely important especially us as men first and foremost, Mm -hmm. but us as black men, you know what I mean? To set the bar and to be the example. Yeah. And I mean this wholeheartedly because, again, we have so many similarities. We grew up with the same people, Mm -hmm. um, a lot of the same teachings, man. But as a man, my brother, I love you, dog. And I'm truly honored you know what I mean, to sit in this room and to share this this moment with you. Um, 
because there are so many things that I understand about the journey, about being Man. in this place and space <laughs> that it's not easy. And a lot of times it might feel lonely. You know what I'm saying? A lot of times we might, you know, be around people and question a lot of things, man. But as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a servant of the Most High, you're still here being the example of someone that even though he's failed, he's never given up. Yeah. And for me to be able to watch that from afar, you've inspired me. Um, You've kept me going at times that you probably had no idea. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how this thing goes. Wow. You know, we were just talking about, you know, one of our our OGs, obviously, and salute to, to Kev. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to give him his as well. But to see a man be willing to break the mold and to go a different route, it speaks a lot about you as a person. And it's not easy, bro, because I'm I'm a part of this life just as much as you are. Mm -hmm. And we see guys that are our age still doing the same thing, still behaving the same (laughs) way, you know, still got bad habits, you know, treating people the way that they treat them. But for you to have the kind spirit and soul that you have, you know what I mean? And for you to, to, for one, say, man, I love myself enough to be the best version of me so that I can give that in all areas of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to let this moment slide. You know what I'm saying? Without you knowing that I genuinely mean that, brother. Um, you know, Chanel and I want to thank you. I'm here to support you and whatever you have going on. And just look forward to building, you know, as we continue to move forward, man. And hopefully, you know, we'll be able to do this again. Absolutely. Um, but thank you, you know what I'm saying, for taking the time, my brother. And I genuinely wanted to say that to you and let you know from another man um, how I felt about you, brother, and, and I appreciate you. Absolutely. Well, thank y'all for this amazing platform. Um, thank you for the questions. I hope that um, someone was inspired, encouraged, um, just through these moments that we've been able to share. And uh, I don't play, man, when it comes to one of my brothers saying, I love you. I'm the guy, man, that um, when I say that, I want I want to hear it back. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times guys shy away from, I love you, man. Yeah, man. Facts. Word. I'm the guy to be like, nah, bruh. I love you. I, I want to hear I love you back. So to you, man, I love you too. Uh, I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing, what y'all are doing. Um, it's so, so, so needed and so necessary in the community. So... More power to y'all. You got my support. You got whatever you need. I'm a phone call away. I'm coming. Fifth member coming soon. Y'all check your boy out. Relationships matter the podcast. Bless this king, man. Appreciate you. See y'all next time. Absolutely. Relationships matter.